Welcome back to an all new Whole Creations. I'm your host, Ryan Odman. Today, I'm gonna be interviewing my friend, John DeWiggins out there in Charlotte, North Carolina. John has an amazing story. I've known him since high school. I've seen the transformation in his life and what he's gone through. And for all the people out there that have a story of recovery, I highly recommend you listen to this encouraging story of John DeWiggins. Let's go. Hello, everybody. My name is Ryan Odman, and this is my friend, John DeWiggins. What's up, y'all? How's it going? Hey, what's up, John? Uh, not a whole lot, man. Just uh, hanging out. I'm grateful for this opportunity, uh, truly. Um, you know, when people ask me to uh, be of service and, you know, share my experience, you know, even if it's like kind of uh, nerve wracking, I have I got to say, yes, you know, that's how I that's how I keep going and how I how I stay strong. So thank you for the opportunity. Of course, my friend. Here's the thing yeah. about you, bro. Like everybody, I've known John DeWiggins since this dude was in eighth flipping grade and I was a freshman in high school. So we've seen a lot of each other and we've grown a lot with each other. We've overcame things together even when we were in different states and we like i've seen this guy truly find his meaning to life his purpose and so that's the great thing and i really wanted to have him on the show because i've seen wholeness that's what we do at whole creations we find wholeness in our brokenness we find realness in our insincerities in times. So the thing about John that I really like about him is I've seen how God has just helped him to move forward and to not give up in his life. So with all that being said, John, I got some questions, buddy. All right. You got for me. What you got for me? What I got for you? Okay. Tell me a little bit about yourself. So, all right. I am 27 years old. I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I love to create music. I love to love to write. Um, love to express myself in that way. Um, I am currently in recovery. I have. I will have seven years uh, clean and sober um, next month, God willing. So um, that's pretty, pretty wild. I never thought that that would, uh, that would be the case. I didn't know that was an option for me. Um, I've been skateboarding for like 16 years on and off, play guitar. Um, and yeah, kind of like what I said earlier, like everything is, um, all the beautiful things in my life are sort of uh, contingent upon like my willingness to say yes to opportunities like these and my willingness to stay grounded in um in a program that brings me life and allows me to not only just like function minimally but to actually like thrive and then strive for like what i really want in this life so it's um it's cool it's a really cool trade-off you know really cool trade-off yeah yeah and the thing is um man I'm really proud of you, dude, because it's, I know it hasn't been an easy road, but like, man, you just, when you hear John Dwiggins, you hear him pushing. And um, whenever I bring up your name to people, when I was in Charlotte last week, they're like, 
oh John, yeah i see john doing well on on instagram like he's he's putting himself out there he's saying yes to opportunities the yes man like jim carrey movie but like he's just putting himself out there and that and that's the cool thing bro that's a really cool thing that i like about you bro is we're people that say yes to opportunities when we know it could maybe bring obstacles but we say yes to the opportunity of overcoming those obstacles because we are the yes men we are overcomers we are flowers so that's mm, the thing i like, I like about you, bro. <laughs> flowers flowers yeah, yeah. flowers mm. Mm, come on because we're mm. blooming come on blooming baby blooming <laughs> let's go <laughs> yeah, we we drop that seed and you can't even conceive the greatness that's in your uh, <laughs> Yo, I need I need to get you on the mic, Ryan. I need to, <laughs> I need to, I need to stop rapping all together, get you on there. The, the seed of blooming conceive, consuming. I don't know. I like that consuming pollute. Pol, pol, I don't even know. Anyway, but <laughs> I like that, bro. I like that a lot, man. But no, real stuff though. I really, I see that you're doing open mic and I love people that do open mic, bro. I love open mic. We should do mm -hmm. open mic one day together, bro. I see that opportunity coming. Yeah. Next time you're in Charlotte, there's a great, um, there's a great host. Um, yeah. Just the, um, I mean, I could go on promoting them for, I've only done it a couple of times, but just like the energy in that room, it's like intentional. It's not just like, all right, get up on stage and like, we'll drink our coffee and sit back and like kind of hear you in the background. It's like, it's really interactive and it's like okay. intentional. I like so, that. I like yeah. that. Dude, I love, I, yeah, I was at an open mic um, like, like four years ago. I used to do it a lot. And yeah, it's the same thing. Like the host was like saying louder, like, clap for this person louder mm -hmm. but yeah wow. I, I love open mic bro so yeah i see that in the in the near future bro whenever i come back to charlotte for another visit let's let's do something like that bro yeah definitely all right so tell us your story bro just um whatever you want now you could share like the whole uh recovery story and what you're comfortable sharing and yeah yeah <clears throat> so this isn't like I mean sure this is whole creations it's it's um it's about you know overcoming struggles and um how you persevere and how you grow from them but it's not like a it's, I, re I recognize this isn't like a 12-step recovery um speaker meeting so I'm, I'm just gonna kind of dip my toe into sort of like my struggles and you know how like you know, how that's made me the man I am today. So I guess like, um, to start off with, I'm, I'm an only child, um, from Charlotte. I never really felt like I fit in to, um, social interactions, um, social dynamics. And that was something that I really struggled with. You know, as soon as I, I can remember in elementary school, like as soon as I thought I was starting to fit in, you know, I would like one of the one of the classmates would leave and then it would just, you know, it, I never really felt like I fit in. I felt like everybody else. Uh, you hear a lot of people share this uh, in recovery. It feels like a lot of other people get this like handbook, this like script, this manual to life. And that like we were just left out and that we never got it. We never read it. So we just kind of scrambling to pick up the pieces and figure out what to do. So, um, 
third grade uh, hit and I experienced like really significant anxiety. Like I think that year I would like throw up every single morning before school. Uh, I had to like bring a plastic bag in the car because, uh, you know, like clockwork, like right as we were pulling up to um, the carpool line, I was like yakking in, in my aunt's car. Um, and I never like, you know, that that was a really horrible time. I never like thought twice about it. It was just like, oh, it's something I got to do. You know, we got to get by. I have to go to school. So we have to, you know, we have to do what we have to do. Um, and... Yeah, um, so that was really gnarly. Um, I, I was exposed to therapy then. I had like biofeedback, and um, I I did like certain anxiety coping skills. Like if you've if never if you've never done tapping, it's um, that was like really really helpful for me. It's like you go move with the breath and you inhale. Uh, count to five, then move to the nose, move to the upper lip, down to the chin, to the chest. And then you're doing this like while counting your breath. And so mm. it's like, it's stimulating these like uh, pressure points and these mm. uh, neural points. And um, it's really calming. Um, my mom claims that I did that a few times and like my anxiety was like wiped out for like a while. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't, I don't recall that um, being the case, but she swears by it. So I'll just go with that. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I, anyway, so I, I didn't feel like I fit in. I had like very mixed signals growing up from, uh, from girls specifically, very mixed signals. Like I, I, I was in um, this elementary school and middle school um, and all these girls like did not want anything to do with me in my grade. Like they, they were just like, um, yeah, like it, it was as if they were repulsed by me and it, it made, it didn't make any sense to me. I was just like, Oh, well, I guess I'm ugly or like I stink or something. Like I, I have, I have no idea. And then I moved to this public school and I became like the, the handsome new guy like the that every girl wanted to like to um to learn more about and that i i became the so i had these mixed signals i didn't know where i stood you know no idea where i stood so all this to say like these mixed signals and these like experiences definitely led to like some of my instability like uh, approaching adulthood um so then i found um, I first found, well, let's just say I started using drugs and alcohol um, to cope with, well, at first it was to have fun and then it was to cope with um, everything, with not fitting in, with feeling less than, with, um, it, it was just to get by with everything. And then I, you know, started drinking more that kind of took over and i i had this um psychedelic experience that was like incredibly traumatic for me like um it, it was like i i was thrown into the gates of hell and there was no way out and i i remembered this and so 
whenever that like experience started to resurface, I would drink more. And so I was not only running from everything, like in my immediate life, I was running away from that traumatic event because like I figured if I processed it, I would go right back there and I would be stuck there forever. And so, you know, that, that definitely, um, exacerbated the problem made made my um drug and alcohol use increase um then that's when senior year hit and it it was very progressive at that point I was drinking like 40s before school and I was you know I wouldn't eat lunch I would go get a 40 and drink it on the on the ride back to school and I would go home and drink a couple more um it was it was just you know I gained some weight I was like you know very very unhealthy at that point and then right right when um right at that time i was like okay here go to college you know that'll fix everything and that's when it just continued to spiral out of control and um yeah it it was to the point where i like wouldn't um i couldn't get out of bed i couldn't um yeah i couldn't function at all um and so, yeah, I was pretty, pretty convinced at 19 years old that I was going to die an alcoholic death. So, um, and I didn't really, you know, you hear, you hear a lot of addicts and alcoholics say like they, they lost everything, they lost the family, they lost the job. I didn't really have anything to lose. Right. I had everything handed over to me on a silver platter because like my, my mom did well um, in her career and, so I didn't have anything to lose, but like that emotional spot was, you know, unparalleled. I I seriously, you know, that just that that utter hopelessness and being trapped and not knowing what's wrong with me. I didn't think I was an alcoholic. I just thought I was going crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, it was like I'd gotten beaten down enough to where I wanted to. Um, I was willing to try something new. Right. And so there were, I got a student conduct violation. I did a psych withdrawal because I'm, I'm, um, I was going to fail all my classes in college. And then I went back to Charlotte and then I got into this outpatient program and I just, wanted to do good. I wanted to do good in that program so I could get back to school and get on with my life. And for some reason, like I started going to meetings, I started listening to what they were saying. I started doing, you know, I, I, I had enough to where I just wanted to give it a shot. I wanted to give sobriety a shot. And it was like, you know, like what they say, like, I mean, we'll refund your misery, like at any point in time, if you don't like it, you know? Right. So, right. I just decided to jump in. I mean, I was, you know, one foot in, one foot out for a, a month, a few months. And then I really jumped in with both, uh, with both feet. And, you know, my life has, um, my life is like beyond my wildest dreams today. Honestly, it's, it's very, it's very wild. Um, just to go from somebody who like could, couldn't manage to get out of bed to like go to class, let alone like do well in those classes or like get food in his stomach for the day. Like just the bare necessities. Like I'm, I'm able to like 
show up to work today. Yeah. I work at an adolescent treatment center. I'm like able to give back in that way. Um, you know, my friends asked me for advice, whereas like I couldn't, you know, nobody was asking me for advice before. Um, I'm able to help people with what they're going through. I can actually like, I mean, I'm in the best physical shape of my life. I can, you know, I, I, I love dancing. I love movement. I actually practice capoeira now, which is an Afro-Brazilian dance martial art. Um, like I would have never guessed that for me, <laughs> like, you know, um, it's really, it's, yeah, I have meaningful friendships today. Like this man, Ryan, um, I was really struggling the other day and, um, it was, it was rough it was at work and I, I was kind of, uh, trapped in my own head, so to speak. And I text, you know, I, I just know that whenever I get like that, I'm, it's not perfect all the time. That's, that stuff happens. Mm. And then I have to, I have to reach out and I have to ask for help. And I've, I ask for help on the daily basis, whether it's to, whether it's to God, whether it's to my friends, whether it's to, you know, my sponsor. Um, I, I don't, I don't got this. Like I cannot, do this alone. And so as long as I'm like willing to ask for help and ask for direction and say yes, just like mm. just like we said at the beginning of this, like mm. I have I have a fighting shot not only to to get by and to survive, but I can actually thrive as long as I have that baseline. Yeah, this this man Ryan, I was I was struggling hard and you know, I, I was in a position where I couldn't call him or anything. I was like, you know, with clients um, and I texted him and I just, you know, kind of blew him up, blew him up on via text message along with this other this other friend that I've gotten. Um, and Ryan, uh, Ryan uh, sent a recording of a prayer to me and that that was just. Yeah. I almost like broke down crying right then and there that, that, that really carried me. So thank you. Um, mm. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Oh man. Well, man, my heart, whenever I do this, I always tell people it's because I'm savoring the moment. So thank you for sharing that buddy and um, yeah. sharing your heart. And um I had no idea these things were happening behind the scenes back in like high school or even before then. So it's interesting when we do, when we do podcasts here at whole creations, you find out new things about people. And <clears throat> sometimes it's, it's, it's great to be vulnerable because it breaks down barriers in other people's thoughts and other people's minds. So I'm, I'm proud of you, bro. Thank you for coming on here to share all this, man. It's, um, it's mm -hmm. a blessing. And I believe a lot of people are going to be touched by this. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, and plus I can, I can definitely, and here's the thing about podcasts is I can relate to people that come on my show. So when you were saying like having mixed signals with ladies, bro, I still feel like that at times. I'm like, I'm not sure mm -hmm. if this girl's trying to, trying to say something, trying to not saying I'm, we're friend zone or if we're not, dude, I, I get you, man. I, I get you. It's like, what? And feeling like you're not a part of the crowd, bro. There were times when you guys were out and I'm like, dang, I'm at home and I, I can't go out like back in high school, but you know what, man, we all have a story. We all can relate. We can all move forward and we can all give grace. So. Yeah. 
last thing, do you have any encouragement that you want to give to anybody that has, that is currently going through the same things that you have gone through? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when it comes to like drug and alcohol addiction, uh, best thing I can recommend is a 12 step program, getting, getting plugged in, finding, finding the help that you need. Um, that's, there, there's nothing that works like that to this day. Um, when it comes to the mental health, uh, issues, like feeling like the world's gonna, I guess, um, implode and you feel helpless, trapped in your own head. Um, I recommend to just hold on, (laughs) hold on. And well, hold on and ask for help. And like, you know, I've, I've had times where I like call my friends and talk to them around nonstop around the clock. Um, and so get that relief. And if you hold on and no matter how relentless it feels, you will see the benefit in the end. Like I, I promise that because I, I thought I was, I was talking about this the other day. There was once upon a time where I thought that the way that my mind worked was a curse. It was something that I could not escape. It was something that, you know, was going to lead to my demise, but today it's my greatest asset Hmm. because I, I've learned how to channel that into creative endeavors and like, the lyricism that I can generate from, from an overactive mind, it's, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Like truly it's, and also like the way, like opportunities like this, somebody's going to hear this um, or or not, but maybe somebody's going to hear this and think like, I've, I have, um, you know, this is how I get through this. I'm not alone. And I just, I was able to help, um, I had this client who was struggling with the exact same thing at work and I was able to relate to him like, because I had struggled the past week with, with like an uprising of, um, of this like mind that won't turn off. Um, I was able to connect with him in the present time and like coach him through it and help him like from a new fresh perspective. Mm. And like, you know, it doesn't take away from the struggling, but it does, it, it all makes sense. So if you, if you wait long enough and you hold on, you'll realize exactly why you went through that difficulty and you'll be able to share it with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. It's a paid forward method. I like that, man. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I'm Ryan Odman. This is my friend, John Dwiggins. We all wish you, a, I was going to say a Merry Christmas. It's not Merry Christmas. Um, <laughs> we all wish you a great day and uh, yeah. Shout out to all the mothers out there in nine more days. It's or eight more days. It's going to be mother's day. So Mm. shout out to all the mothers out there. Me and John are fortunate to have some great supportive mothers. That's right. Lives. So that's right. Peace out. Merry Christmas.